listening to St. Pius X Catholic Church in Lafayette, Louisiana. Thank you for joining us. So today I have the special task of tying together the central mystery of our faith that the one God has revealed himself as a trinity of persons. And in addition to that great mystery, I need to say some words on the priesthood as well. Even though that, that's a big task, it shouldn't be impossible because the fact that our belief in God as a trinity is the central mystery of our faith, we should be able to see and uncover the good connections between any part of our faith to the central reality, one God and three persons. But first, before I get to my main points today of our meditation, I want to give you some Trinitarian help uh, because most of the time we might hear analogies of the Trinity. God is like a shamrock because there's three leaves. So that's limited in its, in its helpfulness, all right? There's three and there's three, okay? I want to give you not, not a theology class, right? It's not the time to do that. But I want to give you a famous saying that has come down to us in the history of the church. And I, and I think it can serve for us as a guidepost to direct our, our thoughts as we seek to understand this great truth that we, that we already believe by faith, that God is one and God is three. So the famous saying that I want to give you is actually painted on the roof of St. Peter, uh, Peter Church in New Iberia. That's where I'll be serving as a priest, I can finally tell people. I'll be in New Iberia. Um, so there's a picture on the roof of St. Peter, and it's at least trying to say the following on the Trinity. The Father is God. The Son is God. The Holy Spirit is God. Okay? But then the Father is not the Son. The Son is not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not the Father. Okay, that's a very brief way of saying, saying what we believe. All three persons of the Trinity are fully God. Each person is distinct from the other. If you want to further explore that by reason, you need to take a theology class. I, I, but I hope it's a, it's a help as a guidepost if you should further seek to understand by reason what we believe by faith. One God, our God is a trinity of persons. So to the main points now. Our greatest help, I think, is to realize that, okay, that might sound obscure, the trinity. What, why, are we, why are we speaking of, of the trinity? To proclaim the trinity is to proclaim salvation history itself. God has acted in our world to reveal himself, to come and find us who had strayed from who had strayed from him to save us from sin and death. So to proclaim the Trinity is to hear and believe in our gospel today. God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him might not perish but might have eternal life. God the Father sent his only son so that everyone who believes in him, which is only possible by the Holy Spirit, Everyone who believes by the Holy Spirit in Jesus, the only Son of the Father, may be saved. Three persons in one God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So can I emphasize this more? God has given us the gift of salvation 
by an event that has either happened or it didn't. That event is the person of Jesus. Jesus either is the Son of God as he claims, as the Father attests to, or we, or we make God a liar. But rightly so, if we put ourselves in the time of the revelation of Jesus Christ, we can rightly ask, wait, God, you have a son? Yes, all of scripture speaks and prophesies of the son and the son reveals the father to us. Of course, we needed the son to, to reveal that. Nobody knows the father but the son. Anyone to whom and, and anyone to whom the son chooses to reveal him to. How has God chosen to reveal himself to us? If we've seen the son, we've seen the father. Even last week we were celebrating Pentecost, which is the pouring out of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the Father, the Spirit of the Son, the pouring out of the Divine Spirit upon the Church of Jesus Christ, who is us, poured out so that we may believe in Him, believe in Him who was sent from the Father. So all of these real events have happened in the history of the world They've actually happened and they've changed the world. We're either with that change, we're either with that change and we're being changed ourselves as faithful Christians, or we've placed ourselves against the work of God and will become a great horror upon the second coming of Christ. For we heard, whoever believes in him will not be condemned. Whoever does not believe in him I'm sorry, whoever believes in him will not be condemned. That's the good news. <laughs> whoever does not believe in him has already been condemned. It's pretty bad news. He has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. So at this point, I hope you're seeing that God as a Trinity is very scriptural because scripture relates to us the events of salvation history. It's through these events that we know God is a trinity. And just for fun, because it's hard to notice if someone doesn't point it out to you, here again a passage from the second reading from St. Paul. Live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. So did you hear that? Lord Jesus Christ, God, and the Holy Spirit. It's a little Trinity nugget in our second reading. And we actually started Mass with that as well. We started Mass in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then I greeted you by saying, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. And then you said, and with your spirit. That greeting is directly from Scripture. It's directly from St. Paul. It's also a prayer that the whole Trinity would be with you, and you answered by praying the same for me. So at this point, though, I think we might need some help in connecting, connecting the events of salvation history, the coming of Christ, his sending of the Holy Spirit to us, the revealed truth that God is one and God is three. We need to connect those events to ourselves, to our lives, lived in the world that has been changed or that is being changed 
by the Trinitarian God. Remember the world that we, that we know it, that we see is passing away. We're on a pilgrimage to the total remaking of the earth and that it will come when Christ returns. But the world has been changed and is being changed because as Christians, we have been changed and we are being changed because we have been given eternal life through Jesus, the Son of God. Not just a gift that's later, eternal life later. No, it's, it's present now. We live with God now. We've received the Holy Spirit within us by faith and baptism. The Holy Trinity, God himself, lives and abides within us. You have been changed by baptism and confirmation. You have been bought by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. You're no longer your own. The Holy Spirit lives in you and brings you into the life of the Holy Trinity. What does it mean to share in the life of the Holy Trinity of God himself? I don't know. I really don't know. Like that's, it's, but don't, do you desire it to share the life of God himself? Even if you can't put words into it? With everything you know of God, of his great effort and acts, his great acts to find you, to save you, do you not want to receive everything he wants to give you? If not, then you do not know him. Please get to know him. And so to say outright what I've implicitly said, the events of salvation history that reveal to us the Trinitarian God, we are involved in those saving events, or in, or in other words, in the events of Christ himself, in the event of Christ himself. We are brought within Christ and within the Trinity by the sacraments of the church. Baptism, confirmation, the Eucharist. And by scripture too, as we hear of Christ from the word of God and as the Holy Spirit inspires faith within us to believe in Christ. Our mass today has given us scripture to hear the word of God and we know that our mass will also give us the sacrifice of Christ, his whole presence and being. We will be given Christ himself in the Eucharist in the mass today. To sum up, we live in the Trinitarian God by living in the Holy Spirit which means being within the church's life, reading her scripture, receiving her sacraments, all from Christ. And so now we've made it to the priesthood because we've arrived at life and sacraments of the church. There's the connection. The ordained priesthood is one of the seven sacraments given us by Jesus. The priesthood is from Jesus. And did you hear earlier that we know God is a trinity because of Jesus? So maybe we've gotten to the central point of the central mystery. All is in Christ Jesus. The ordained priesthood of his church is a share in the life of Jesus that is given to me and all of my brother priests. It's given to us to serve God and to serve his people. All is in Jesus. We've taken a promise of celibacy for the sake of the kingdom. We've promised to please God full time with our whole life. And what pleases God? It pleases God that he would share all of his life with you. All of his life in your life. And to this, the ordained priesthood is dedicated to lead his flock in all holiness, to preach and explain scripture, to administer the sacraments of the church, 
especially the Holy Eucharist, to pray in union with Jesus Christ for the whole church and indeed the whole world. All is in Jesus. The ordained priesthood is a share in continuing in the life and mission of Jesus Christ for, for you and for those who have not even come into the fold yet. So please, I ask all of you, the faithful of God, please keep all of us priests accountable that we should live our whole lives dedicated to the gospel of the Lord, that we should be serving God and so you and all of your needs for receiving the love and mercy of God, the very life of the Trinitarian God. So what is it you need of God? What is it that you need of God? Go and ask a priest to dispense it to you, even if the only means would be that we would pray with you in the Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ to the Father. By asking a priest, you are, you are using one of the saving means that he's entrusted to his church for giving you his life. Ask great things of your priests and pray to God for them, that we would meet the responsibilities of our great task to serve you. We have given our whole lives to serve God. Demand that our lives be given to you. In doing so, you're only asking for what is already yours. You're only asking for the special share of the life of Jesus Christ that's been entrusted to us. God is pleased to share his life with you. And as ordained priests, we must serve this great pleasure of God for you. Demand great things of your priests and pray to God for our fidelity to serve every whim of the Holy Spirit. We only continue the life and mission of Jesus Christ, for he is all in all. In the name of the Father, the Son of the Holy Spirit.